All right. You guys turn to Matthew for me. Um, you guys there yet? Yep. Matthew 6. All right. Start in verse 10. I'm going to read this to you guys and follow along. My translation is always different than your translation. I like to keep you guys on your toes. And um, it says this. It says, this is Jesus talking. It says, bring about your kingdom, manifest your will on earth as it manifests in heaven. Give us each day the day's bread, no more, no less, and forgive our debts as we forgive those who owe us something. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But let your kingdom be, and let it be powerful, glorious, and forever. Amen. So we all know what this is, right? Lord's Prayer. You know, it's a very common, common thing. You know, you, whether you grew up, whatever denomination, it was a very common thing. You knew the Lord's Prayer. That was just, you know. And so you, you really start thinking about this. And this is Jesus saying to his disciples, pray this prayer. And so we get in this, this routine of, uh, you know, of praying it, Lord, your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, we get into that, that mindset. We, we start to repeat that. And a lot of times we, we know, it, a lot of us know it by heart. It's just something that has been ingrained into us and we can repeat it whether we grew up, you know, whatever denomination we grew up, we can repeat that. And it's something that, that um, has become second nature to us. But Sarah said something this morning before church started and, and she goes, we got to get it from here to here. It's got to be, it's got to be, not be a common knowledge of I can repeat this prayer. Because I think in, in our lives, we, we, we have a lot of concepts about God, but we don't really know. We, those concepts are concepts and we don't really know who he is and, and how he operates. So right in, in this mind, in this prayer, because it, we are so used to it, it becomes a concept in our head. We have to pray this. Because if we pray this, then it's, then we're, we're praying what we're supposed to be praying. And I think when G and I believe that when Jesus was teaching his disciples this, he, he wasn't teaching them to pray this. He was teaching them the, the pattern how to pray. He was teaching them what to, to pray, not pray this prayer. He wasn't saying pray just this prayer and it will, everything will work out. He's saying pray the way that I'm teaching you to pray. You know, Really, if we look at it, prayer, the, the concept of prayer, Jesus, or excuse me, the, the, the way of praying and the concept of praying really started with Jesus. Yes, the, the people of the Old Testament talked to God and they had relationship with God, but Jesus introduced prayer in, in a whole new way for us. He introduced a, a prayer of a father and son having relationship with each other, a a father and daughter having a relationship with each other of communicating to each other and so when he says pray this he doesn't mean oh okay i have to repeat this it's not a manifesto it's not a it's not a um a poem that we read to make ourselves feel better when jesus is talking about this he says bring your kingdom bring about your kingdom manifest your will on earth he's not saying pray that exact line he's saying that when we pray we pray that heaven will manifest itself on earth the way the way heaven looks that it will manifest itself on earth the same way but we've got we've we've been raised in a in a concept of sometimes of of this is when we pray this prayer that we pray this prayer this way it is, and that way we know we're covering all the bases in Jesus, and we're like, okay, you want us to pray your kingdom down to earth, and we pray that we give us our daily bread, and if we pray this prayer, then we're okay. 
Jesus is like, this is not what you pray. He goes, I'm giving you a guideline, a basic outline of what to pray. Praying, God, that your will, that in my life, in my family's life, that in my my friend's life that are sick right now, that your healing will come down, that your whatever is in heaven will come down onto their life so that they experience heaven on earth. Not God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A lot of people pray that and they don't believe that God can heal. So, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, God's not going to heal you on earth, but when you get to heaven, God's going to heal you. But Jesus says, no, my will, my Father's will is for whatever is in heaven to be on earth. There's a phrase that we, um, that you, you guys may have heard or may not heard. It's called open heaven. It's called an open heaven. And basically it's this, is from the moment that we talked about, Sarah talked about this last week, that when Jesus was crucified, the veil was torn. It was split so that when he rose again, went to be back, went to be with the Father, there was an open heaven between us and the Father, that there was no barrier between us. So that way when he, he's teaching his disciples to pray this before he even releases that into their life. So that way when we are dealing with something that when we pray, we can pray knowing that the Father has an open heaven for us, that there's a window in the heavens for us to access what we need. But what happens is, is we get in the routine of, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is his will? Do we know what his will is? I think so many times we, we have the idea of what his will is. If it doesn't work out in our life, that was his will for us. If something, if a person dies, well, that was just God's will. You know, maybe he didn't, he wasn't going to heal him. No, that's not true. God wants healing for everyone. He has open heaven, open windows in the sky that we can go and access him. He's telling you, when you pray, the first thing you need to pray is that his will is done on hev- in heaven or on earth as it is in heaven. And then he asks us, you know, he tells us, pray each day for our daily bread. You thank him for your needs, your needs being met daily. If you have a need, that your need is met, that your food supply is there. And then he says to forgive people. But... Um, but this is not just something that we can repeat. It's something that is a, is a, um, you guys ever remember English class and your teacher would always give you an outline of what you needed to do? Like, okay, here's the basic outline of what you, if you have a book report, this is the outline of the book report that you need to write. It needs to have this, this, and this. And, and they would teach you what's the basic outline of, of writing a report or writing a, uh, a business letter. You guys remember that? I mean, some of you guys don't, but I remember that. We had like business English and business math, and it was certain letterheads that we had to make, and there were certain letters that we had to learn how to write, whether it was a personal letter or a business letter or a, just a general overall letter. But this is not a, 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 is a guideline. It's an outline of how he wants us to pray. And I was thinking about this, and, and there's a song that I, I like. It's called uh, uh, Windows in the Sky, and it, it really started to hit home on me, and I was thinking about this, and and some of you guys may, may remember this is, uh, you know, when I was a, a kid, my grandma lived in Grand Rapids and my dad lived in Grand Rapids for a lot, of, a lot of times. And in the big cities, houses are so close to each other. If you guys have ever lived in this big city, literally your windows are open. You don't talk to your neighbor by going around. You talk through the window to each other. Kids would go up to the window. Hey, can Johnny come out and play? 
It, the door was only used for entering and exiting. Most of the time, it was sticking your head out the window, talking to the neighbor. They, literally, I would see women sitting next to their window, talking to other women sitting next to their window because they're a foot apart or two feet apart and they can, they can talk about the day and they can have a um, community with each other through the window. They're, I mean, uh, Grand Rapids, Chicago, New York, a lot of these, these houses are literally, you know, I can, might be able to sk- uh, shimmy through the, the door between Daniel's laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. It, it is literally women sitting next to it and, and men sitting there talking about the day. Women, you know, people having dinner together and they're on opposite sides, but they're so close to each other that they're communicating with each other. And it, it made me start to think on how God, with an open heaven for us, it's kind of like that. God wants us to be able to sit down at the window and say, hey, how was, my, how was your day? And he wants to ask us how our day was. He wants to have that, that tight of a relationship with us that when we can ask, we can go up to the window and say, hey, you have a cup of sugar? And there was, you, I would watch this, you know, and people would hand and stuff back and forth through the window to each other. Like, I need some food, I need some eggs or something like that. And they hand them some eggs or they'd hand them, you know, something back and forth. Do you have this? And they would hand that back and forth to each other because they lived so closely together. And so when I was thinking, you know, reading through Matthew and I'm thinking on earth as it is in heaven. And then and it's an open heaven for us to receive from our father. It reminded me of that, that, that scene of just, you know, and you can watch movies and stuff like that too, and you'll see people that live next to you, and they just talk through the windows. And you knew, when you lived that close, you knew what was going on next door, no matter if you wanted to know it or not. Whether it was a good day, bad day, or whatever, you knew what was going on because you could hear it, see it, and knew, and knew exactly what was going on. For all of you that live in apartments, you're like, yep. And that, that mindset of, of praying this prayer and just praying the prayer and hoping that everything works out is contrary to what Jesus wanted us to do. Are you wrong for doing it? No, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that God wants a, this prayer to be a guideline for you when you pray, to pray that what he has in heaven, that the Father has in heaven, is open to you, accessible to you, and you can have what heaven has. Matthew uh, sixteen nineteen, and Jesus is talking to Peter, and he says this. He says, Peter, I give you the keys of the uh, kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So what he's talking about with Peter is this, and uh, we'll, actually we'll get to this in just a minute. I've got a couple of questions for you guys. You guys like questions? Mercy does. All right, good. Um, so what is heaven like? What, it, okay. what was that? Love, peace. Painless. Okay, good answers. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a question. You have to answer this. It's just a simple yes and no. Is there death in heaven? Is there pain in heaven? Is there sickness in heaven? Is there disease? Is there heartbreak? Is there 
uh, anger? Is there poverty? Is there homelessness? Is there destitution? Is there bankruptcy? Is there joblessness? Okay, you guys, you guys know that. Everything is yes and no. You guys have answered those questions. So, answer this question. Is there complete healing in heaven? Is there complete restoration in heaven? Is there peace in heaven? Is there joy in heaven? Is there one with, oneness with God? Okay, you're answering those questions. I just need a little interaction. Some of you guys are really quiet today, so I'm making you interact with me. The rest of you, I'll talk to you later. Um, so what Jesus is saying is when you pray these things, he was, he was teaching them before the heavens were opened up to them. See, Jesus knew that there was an open heaven because he had a relationship with his Father. He could call down what he needed you know, he's praying in the garden and he says, if this cup can pass from me, take it from me. But n- it's not my will, it's your will be done. And he was so, he was so um, tired and so worn out and so um, grieved that literally God sent him an angel to comfort him and to empower him to, to go to where he needed to go, which was the cross. But we live, we live in this uh, a mindset sometimes, I think, is that when... When we pray these prayers, it, it's just a, a, it's a prayer. But God says, live this lifestyle. Live like I am th- next door and there's a window in the sky and I can go, hey, you got this? Yep, okay, here you go. Hand it through the window to each other. And here, it's, like it's kind of like going up and saying, hey, God, I need this. Oh, you need that? Okay, here, here you go. I've got that for you. Until we learn to live with that concept that God has everything that we need and that he will give us everything that we need, um, a pastor once said, he goes, without need, there's no need for God. Without a need, there is no need for reliance upon God as, as our provider. So you're like, oh man, I just, you know, why do I have this need? And then, you, you know, you're like, oh, got rid of it. Now, you know, it's taken care of. And then you, the next time, oh, I have this need. It's like, why do I keep having need? Because without need, the, the children of Israel needed God. We need him in order to live. So without need, there is no need for a dependence upon God. Because if we have everything, and that's why he said it's so easy for, uh, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because what he's saying is this, is he doesn't have a need for anything because he's so rich he can pay for everything. And like, yeah, how many of you guys have been like, if I just had all the money in the world, I could take care of everything. I wouldn't have any need. It would be good. I'd buy my family this. I'm thinking to myself, I'd buy myself a house. I'd buy myself two new cars. I'd buy myself something else that's really cool, and I'd buy my mom this, I'd buy my dad this, I, you know, I'd, buy, I'd pay off everything. But I, I look at it, and it's like, if we don't have a need for anything, we don't have a need for an open heaven. If we can provide everything that we need, we can get the best cars, the best house, the best clothes, the best cell phones, the best uh, everything, best health care. Why is there a need for God? As a Christian, why do we have a need for God if we, don't have, if we don't have everything is taken care of in our life? We have all the money we want. Why is there a need for God? A need for Him to be in our life. There isn't. But that's why we have need in our life. You guys had a need this week? Yes. God takes care of it. Because 
God is there because he knows that there's always going to be lack in our life, but he's always there saying, there's always going to be something they need and they're going to be dependent on me. So when they need that, I can go to them and say, hey, I'll take care of this. So that concept of an open heaven, if we don't have a need, it's like, it's like going up to the, uh, the fast food place and you're hungry or you're not hungry, but you go there and you just say, and you go up to the, the drive-thru and you're like, yeah, I don't really need anything. Thanks though. And just drive off. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm not hungry. I just, I just ate all, all my, I'm full. I've had dessert. I've eaten too much. You know, I had to unbutton my pants a little bit because I'm just like, I'm stuffed. It's like Thanksgiving. And you drive up to the drive-thru window and you're like, McDonald's is like, hi, how can I help you? Don't need anything today. Just wanted to say, hey, and just drive off. <laughs> Think about that. But without a need, without need in our life, without a little lack here and there, and I'm not saying that lack is, is from God, but there's going to be times where we're like, man, we have to call on God and say, God, I need help with this. Oh, we got a weird bill that showed up for whatever amount. And you're like, I don't know where this came from or this is, you know, or whatever, or whatever it is. And you're like, man, God, I need this. And he says, oh, by the way, yeah, here you go. And he hands it to us. There's an open heaven. There's windows in the sky that God says, hey, you need it? Go to this window and I will give it to you. It's like, you ever been to um, some a company or, or maybe like a courthouse and you, you hand them something and they're like, oh yeah, here, you got to go down and I'll take this. But then you got to go down to this room or this window and then you ask them for that. And you're like, why can't we just take care of it all right here? Like, I know, I know our governmental processes are quick and easy, but like, do I have to go down to this other window? Oh yeah, this is this. And you, or you wait in line for six hours and you're like, oh yeah, here. Oh, you got to be in that line. You're like, oh, son of a gun. Like, why? And so need for us is this, is the ability to rely on God and, and an open heaven and say, God, I need this. I'm, I'm lacking something. I need provision or I need help in this. Man, God, I'm, I'm not feeling well right now and I need, I need healing from you. So that, that open heaven is this. It's the ability to look up into heaven and say, I have need. God, where is it? What I need? And he says, hey, I've got it. Here you go. Dave, a couple, a uh, little while ago when he was last year, he said, God has a big table. And he's like, hey, the, you're my kids. I've got a huge table take what you need off it. Reach through the window, take it off the table. You always see the, those, um, those old cartoons or old stories where the, the pie is sitting on the window and somebody comes by and steals the pie. It's like the uh, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn kind of thing. And, and God's like this, you have need for it? I'll set it right here. Take it off the edge of the window. I've got it here. All you have to do is take it. How do we access God? Question for you guys. Faith. Faith is how we, yes, all those are correct. But we access God. It's, it's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is how we access God. So when we have an open heaven, it's like, okay, well, I need this. I know God has this, but how do I get to it? So it's like, okay, I know God has it. Here's his side. Here's my side. I know there's an open heaven. It talks about an open heaven in the Bible. It says, Jesus says, you know, that whatever is in heaven will manifest on earth when I pray that. Um, how do I get to that? Well, faith is this. It's opening the window uh, in our life and saying, okay, God's window is always open to us. 
So I have to look and say, okay, I've got to open my window, reach through and grab what I need. So faith is how we access God. It's how we receive from God. So we have to say, oh man, I, got, I need this. God, oh, God, I need this and I need this. And God's like, I know you need this, but you know how to receive from me. I, you know how to, how to talk to me. And it's through faith. It's receiving through faith. So we open that window. Oh, duh, totally forgot. Open the window. Everybody ever walked into a slider door? <laughs> a few of you had. Okay, I've done this. Um, I was in an RV at work one time, and it's, it's one of those toy haulers in the back, and they have an open garage, and it was all dark inside. And literally, they had cleaned that glass perfect. <laughs> like, I'm just like, do-do-do, and it's all dark, and I just, bam, like, oh, my. I, I had gotten these glasses, like, a day before. And I was like, oh, bleeding out the side of my nose. I mean, like, I didn't get a bloody nose. I cut my nose. My glasses are like, oh, my, oh, I'm like, I'm like oh, nobody's ever going to know about this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, mean, I was sore for like, I mean, I had like a little black and blue spot there because the glasses just pounded my face. I turned around and went, and this went into the side of my face. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. But so many times we, we know that God has it, but we walk into that window, oh, why, why, why can't I get through? Yeah, it's like this bird that's trying to get in this window today. Bam, bam, bam. And it's like, I, I, I need this. I, I, I need this and I can't get to it, but it's called faith. We access what we need by faith so we can reach through the window of heaven and say, I've got what I need. And so many times we, we're like, God, let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, and, on earth as it is in heaven. What is your will? I don't know. God's will for us, whatever is in heaven is his will for us on earth. If you have anxiety, that's God saying, I can get rid of your anxiety. If you have depression, I can get rid of your depression because I don't have it up here. You ever go into a store and it's like, they don't have anything I need. You walk into the store, like she, Sarah loves going to Dollar Tree. I'm just like, we got to get out of here. Like there's nothing I desire in this store except for the candy aisle. And, you know, okay, one thing I desire in the, the, the Dollar Trees is, is candy. Love me some candy. And, but it's like, we walk into a store, it's like, there's nothing I need in here. There's nothing I desire in here. You ever gone shopping for something and you just cannot find anything you want? You're like, nope, eh, nah, maybe, no, nah, never mind. Or you're, you're looking at it, it's like, I, there's nothing I have here. We have to look. God looks down and says to us, he goes, what you desire, what you need, everything I have is here. So when you're looking for something, I have everything you're going to need. So you're not, if you're sick, I have what you need here to take care of that. When you're struggling with mental illness or poverty or whatever it is, I have what you need. You're not going to come to come to me and be disappointed. God does not disappoint. God says, when you, you need something, I have it for you. So when, we, when God looks down, he says, that's, no, that's definitely not from my store. That's not from my storehouse. That's not from my house. I don't deliver that kind of stuff. So when we look at our lives, we have to say, man, what does God have that I need? What does God have, or what do I have that God says, that, that's, that's not what I've given you. You know, I was talking with a friend um, oh, a week ago, and he stops in and sees me every once in a while at work, every couple of weeks, and he, he, him and I just talk, and, and him and I are talking, and he's like, it's, 
I said, it's so funny how people think that God will, will give you something bad in your life to teach you a lesson. Or God will, something bad will happen in your life. Oh, that's just God. That's just God's will. And he's just trying to, he's just trying to work something through you in, in a bad way. All things work together for, the, for good for those who love the Lord. But God does not place bad things on us. We've got we to quit looking at heaven and saying, well, you're, you're giving, you've given me this, you've given me this. And why, why am I sick? And why am I this? And why am I this? And, and God's like, I don't give this to you. Quit, quit telling, asking me why I'm giving this to you because I don't do this. I'm a good father. Any, any parent that allows their children to come into their house and access anything in their house that they need. If my kids were adults and they said, man, I'm struggling, I need this. I'd be like, come over right now, get it, and you can have it. I will get another one. So when we go to God and we say, God, I'm sick, and why, why, is this ha- why are you doing this? And, and we, when we mistake God, for, we mistake what the devil does to us and what the fallen world has done to us as God's job, God's like, I'm not doing this. This isn't in my storehouse. My storehouse has health, it has wellness, it has wholeness. So we have to look and say, you know what? We have to look at our life and say, you know what? No, this, I'm going to judge what is this. This is not from God, and God has this, and I'm going to pull this from God and say, yes, I need this from you. So Matthew, he's talking to Peter, says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So what he's, he's actually saying to Peter is this, is whatever you start to declare over your life will be released in heaven. Whatever you bind in your life will be bound in heaven. So when you start to speak health and wholeness in your body, it will be released in heaven. But when you start to declare that I'm sick and I'm poor and I can't do this and I can't do this and I'm worthless and I don't have, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, going to be released into your life it's a declaration whatever you speak over your life you will actually create when god created the world he spoke out let there be light and so he made us in his image and he when we speak over our lives we will create in our lives something whether it is an open heaven of what god has or what the devil has and what the enemy has for our lives an open heaven means an open-handed God. Whatever is in heaven, we can have on earth. So when we start to declare what God has, when we know what God has, we know who God is, we can start to declare that over our life and declare, man, I am healed in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, I am healed. And so many times we start to declare that, but we forget that, that who God is. Well, I'm, I'm sick and God just, maybe this is God, you know, I'm not having a good week and maybe this is God just trying to teach me a lesson. And no, God doesn't work that way. I was talking with Sarah a couple of days ago and I always said, I said, and she was saying something, I said, isn't it funny how God corrects us and, and, and gets us back into line, not by saying something to us, but like, well, you didn't do this. He just says, how's that working out for you? <laughs> and you're like, oh. And God asks us questions. And we have to start to look and say, man, when I'm dealing with something, and God says, is that working out for you? And he, sometimes I think he asks, do you think that's for me? 
we have to look at God and say, who is he? Know his character because we have to look at things in our life and say, man, I really realize this is not from God. This is not something God would put on my life. This is not something God would put, bring into my life. And we have to start to look and say, God has an open window for us, an open heaven to access what he has for our lives. Reaching through that window and taking what we need, accessing it through faith and saying, man, you know what? I need God right now. I need healing in my body. I need God's wisdom for finances. I need provision in my life. You know, I, and I look at it and, you know, there's so many times where in my life it was like, man, we we're struggling with something and we just reached in and through and with faith and just, God just, whether we got it immediately or not, God provided what we wanted and what we needed. Remember this. God will always give you what you need, but it may not be when you want it. God will always provide for you. He will always be faithful. He will always do what he said he's going to do, but it may not be when you want it and how you want it. So that open heaven is this, is God, I need you. I need what you have up there because everything up there is good and perfect. I need it here. So when Jesus was saying to his disciples, he says, when you pray, pray this way. He wasn't saying, God, bring your kingdom on earth. He's like, no, God, I thank you that my, I need healing. And God, that you have healing for me in the name of Jesus, I declare healing over my body. He's saying, grab what I have and pull it down into your life so it manifests in your life on earth as it will in heaven. So if someone, if there's no sickness up there, then you can say, man, I, there is no sickness up in heaven and I'm going to take what is up in heaven and I'm going to put it into my life because I know that Jesus paid the price and Isaiah 53 says he bore our sickness, he took our pain and was crushed so we wouldn't have to. So I'm going to access what he has paid for and bring it into my life. When that bill that you had no idea that was coming up and you don't have the money to pay it, you say, God, I know that you are a provider and that you will take care of me. And you reach through that window and you say, in the name of Jesus, I declare my bills paid. And you pull what is in heaven into earth. You're, I don't care if you have to pull it with a rope and a truck. You pull what it is through that window to your life so it manifests on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray.